Hi again, folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajimam, again. Thanks for tuning in again. Great to have you with us today. Um, today actually marks a special landmark for us here at the podcast. This is the first time that one of our guests, who has been interviewed here a few months ago, will be coming back to the show. And this is Mr. Daniel Vovil, president of Odyssey Capital Group, based out of Hong Kong. Now, if you'll recall, Daniel spoke to us back in October about their uh, company's investment in the Japanese real estate sector with their own unique focus on various value-added properties or investment strategies, basically purchases that elevate the typical potential yield from these investments in various ways. Um, they've already purchased one international award-winning uh, family-operated traditional uh, sake brewery, Diamond Brewery, that the company is now expanding into a full-blown accommodation and dining facility as well. And as of late last year, they've also launched a Japanese boutique hospitality fund that's going to be, or rather already is, investing in various hotels, traditional Japanese inns, and similar resorts. Now, that particular episode generated a lot of interest from our listeners, and many of them, existing potential clients or people who have just been listening to the podcast, who've gotten word of the opportunity, were quick to capitalize and join in. So today we thought we'd revisit the Odyssey Japan Boutique Hospitality Fund and ask Daniel to tell us a little bit more about their progress since last year, uh, where they stand as far as investments, properties, and more specific business plans are concerned. And of course, give you guys the opportunity uh, once again to participate if you so wish. Dan, thanks so much for joining us again. Pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks, Ziv. Thanks for having me back. So, could you give us a quick rundown again, for those who might have missed the uh, previous interview we've had with you here, what exactly is this fund that you've set up, and what does it aim to do for investors? Well, Japan is being rediscovered by both international investors and tourists, and there are long-term structural changes occurring that will drive the favorable fundamentals of high demand and inefficient supply for hospitality services over the long term. We've seen a massive spike in supply of business hotels and limited service hotels, and we knew we needed to focus elsewhere, instead on the boutique luxury hospitality segment. This segment is actively sought by a more affluent hospitality customer who seeks high-quality luxury and, more importantly, a unique and personalised experience. And we're seeing real supply shortages over the next few years. And so we've created a fund that is able to capitalise upon these tremendous fundamentals of the Japanese real estate and hospitality market. And we've named it the Odyssey Japan Boutique Hospitality Fund, which I guess gives you the idea of what it does. Um, so our core fund strategy is to acquire, renovate, reposition and operate. And particularly for niche repositioned assets into boutique luxury hospitality assets, which embody the beauty and refinement of traditional Japanese design. And best of all, on the numbers, our clients can expect a semi-annual preferred dividend payment of around 8% per annum and a targeted return on investment of around north of 15% per annum. Okay. And if back in October we were just talking about potential and general business projections, now things are actually already in motion, aren't they? Could you give, yes, us, give us a quick update on how the seating is going first? How much have you recruited and from who and where? strategy, we've been receiving a tremendous amount of interest, particularly from large institutions. Um, today, we're currently finalizing assets for tranche two of a multi-tranche 
USD $200 million mandate with one of the largest Korean institutions. And we've also signed agreements with three other institutions for mandates between $30 to $100 million per institution. Uh, as our focus has been on these larger mandates, however, we've had less time for capital raising for the main fund. It, it's been moving ahead steadily, and for the main fund, we're looking at at least uh, 15 to $20 million by the end of uh, this month. Okay, wow, fantastic. So you've had quite a positive response. Looks like people, um, and even more so larger institutional-type investors, um, have definitely warmed up to the idea quite nicely. And you've already gone out and purchased some properties to start off, um, I take it? Could you tell us a bit more about the properties that the fund's already gone ahead and bought? Sure. Uh, well, last year, at the end of October, we acquired a boutique hotel in Kyoto called Hotel Oan on behalf of our institutional client in Korea. Uh, the property has been renamed Hotel Oan Hanami, and there's a website that we can share perhaps after this podcast for anyone that's interested to, to visit. Um, it's a popular choice for Asian and Western families visiting Kyoto, due mainly to the fact that it offers large rooms, uh, superb de design concepts combining Japanese and contemporary design motifs, and it's very easy access to most of the major tourism destinations in Kyoto. Um, previously in August uh, last year, we also acquired the first Ryokan, which is a traditional Japanese-style hot spring hotel. This was for our main fund, and it was called Kagetsu. We are particularly keen on the Ryokan sector within the Japanese hospitality market, as we feel it is undervalued, fragmented, and there is tremendous opportunity to apply a value-add investment approach to well-selected assets. And our investment team's ability to identify undervalued hospitality assets where we can actively improve the property and operations is already bearing fruit in these two acquisitions. Okay, brilliant. Good stuff. Can I just advise on the uh, Yokans when you're buying them? It would really be an um, innovative change if you could just supply um, your visiting tourists with gaijin foreigner-sized um, slippers. We always find it... <laughs> Really difficult to fit our little uh, big feet into those tiny little slippers at the onsen. Good point. I'll, I'll take that on board. <laughs> and uh, what, what's next on the list as far as investment funds and potential properties are concerned? Where to from here? Well, in addition to acquiring these two properties and the beginning of this value creation process when we've acquired the properties, the Japanese investment team has been very busy building the pipeline of investable assets for 2019. With on-site due diligence occurring um, almost on a weekly basis throughout Japan, we have identified attractive boutique hospitality assets and importantly at attractive prices. As we kick off the new year, uh, 2019, we now have a pipeline of over 52 potential assets which are under various stages of due diligence by our team. Yeah. The, first, the first quarter of 2019 is going to be a really busy one. Uh, as we ramp up the acquisition process and uh, as we bring on more mandates into our fund. At a minimum, we anticipate acquiring and closing on at least four assets before the end of March. Um, while we can't disclose all the assets at this point in time, uh, one of the acquisitions we are most excited about is a project we call Project Falcon, which is an acquisition of 24 Machias in Kyoto. And if anyone of the viewers don't know what a machiyar is, it's, it's kind of like a shop house or a tea house um, made out of wood and, and uh, very old uh, fashioned and traditional in, 
in style. What we'll be doing with these 24 machias is transforming the, transforming the entire street into an urban luxury machia resort. Uh, we've been working on a project for eight months and we are scheduled to close and become the majority equity owner of this project uh, at the end of this month. So we're very excited. Um, we will also be acquiring a larger boutique hotel in Tokyo for an institutional partner and a number of real cars within the Japanese boutique hospitality fund. So there's indeed a lot happening. Wow, that sounds brilliant. And again, you, you mentioned returns of... Um most likely between 8 to 15%? Yes, correct. As mentioned before, uh, our clients can expect a semi-annual preferred dividend payment of 8% um, per annum and a targeted levered return on investment of 15% net of all fees and charges. Uh, we're ensuring that every asset that we acquire into the portfolio has to generate at least a cash-on-cash -cash return of at least 10% and net returns on equity of at least 15% um, per annum over the term of the, of, of the, um, of the portfolio project. Oh, excellent. That sounds great for any investor, regardless of uh, what the rest of their portfolio looks like. And folks, let us just remind you that anyone listening uh, who will be contacting Odyssey and mentioning that they've heard about the fund here via NTI's uh, Japan Real Estate Investment Podcast is entitled to two bonuses. Uh, one is the waiving of all uh, entry and exit fees. And secondly, a reduced minimum investment buy-in of just fifty thousand U.S. dollars, as opposed to the normal two hundred and fifty thousand dollars minimum. I think isn't that right, Dan? Yes, that's correct. Um, we wanted to give your viewers uh, as, as many people as possible uh, the chance to be involved in this one of a kind of uh, one of a kind opportunity that combines great returns with one of the sexiest products I've personally seen to date. It is too. And and what else have you got on your plate this year aside from the fund? I mean, we might as well take this opportunity while we've got you here with us um, just to hear your insights on the market um, in and around the Asia-Pacific region. Where, where are you seeing things headed this year? What's in, what's out, which countries? How how's Odyssey going to capitalize? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we've been looking a lot around the region for thematics that we think are most interesting and looking at markets that we believe represent most value. Um, we we struggle to find anything outside of Japan and Japanese hospitality that shows as much potential as what we're seeing with a Japanese boutique hospitality fund. Um, we made this view based on the strong drivers that we saw basically in the local tourism market, um, the booming resurgence of interest from the international tourism market in Japan, and the structural changes that importantly are going on under President Abe, and the easing of the visa restrictions, the Olympics, World Cup, everything's coming to fruition. Um, just the other day, I, I remember seeing an article that in the Japan Times, I think it was, confirming that Japanese tourism numbers for 2018 were on target uh, at 31 million and were still going strong, even with uh, the major typhoon and earthquake that, unfortunately, we had in Japan last year. Mm. So if I look around the rest of the region, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to see anything that represents as good fundamental uh, opportunity as uh, Japanese boutique hospitality. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, much appreciate. Uh, plenty of meat there for investors to bite into, both here, um, well, m mainly here according to what you're saying. Well, thanks for sharing all of this with us, um, Dan. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks again for having me, Zef. Um, we're full steam ahead here at Odyssey, and we're very pleased on how our strategy is performing already. And as I said, I hope we can share this opportunity with at least a few of your listeners and look forward to catching up with you in the near future. 
same here. That's it from us today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this update from Daniel Vovo of Hong Kong's Odyssey Capital Group, founders of the Japan Boutique Hospitality Fund. We're going to link to Odyssey's contact page in the show notes on uh, Podigy, where the original podcast is hosted, as well as to a few of the uh, properties that he's mentioned uh, in this episode. But if you're listening to us anywhere else, just drop us a line or a comment wherever you might have found us and we'll send those to you directly. Would advise to get in on the action while there's still recruiting investors. This is a fantastic opportunity from a well-established, successful asset management group. So guaranteed to be worth your time and money and then some. We hope to have you with us again next time. Please take a moment to rate or review us on the iTunes store. We'd really appreciate hearing what you think about us. And more ratings obviously mean that more people can find us, gain access to the content, which may help them be exposed to these opportunities or just make better decisions generally, expand their horizons a bit more on all of this um, fantastic market opportunities here in Japan. Thanks again for your time. And from all of us here at NTI, as well as at Odyssey Capital Group, we wish you, as always, happy investing.